Hello everyone, I'm Akshay GP and welcome to the first episode of the Akshay GP show. The podcast that brings insightful conversations on various topics to enrich your life. I'm your host Akshay GP and today we have a very special guest joining us. Esteemed Dr. Sanjana, she is a renowned expert in the field of mental health and an advocate for raising awareness about its importance. In this episode we'll be delving into the fascinating world of mental health with Dr. Sanjana. gaining valuable insights into coping mechanisms breaking down misconceptions and learning about best practices to prioritize our mental health as a licensed psychiatrist dr sanjana brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table making this conversation one you won't want to miss so whether you're seeking to better understand mental health or looking for ways to support yourself and others you're in the right place So join us as we explore the depths of the mind and discover how we can all contribute to fostering a healthier and more compassionate society. Without further ado, let's jump into the enlightening episode with the incredible Dr. Sarjan on the Akshay GP show. So this is divided into two parts and this is the part 1. Here we go. Hey guys what's up this is Akshay and welcome to the first episode of the Akshay GP show and we have a very special guest with me here today uh I she is my personal therapist and it's been a year since I've known her you know I believe in this fact you know you people you know you meet right people at the right time and that's what happened with me last year uh, we have Sanjana ma'am here Hey Akshay how are you ma'am I am good how are you It's it's a pleasure to have you on the show uh, it, Thank it's you, been sir. like a first episode it feels great to have you here Thank you so much Great can you please introduce yourself So I'm Dr Sanjana and uh, I'm a consultant psychiatrist at a medical college in Bangalore I have done my MBBS and MD from Rajiv Gandhi University of Health Sciences and uh, I think it's been 2 years of experience uh, now I believe in both the therapy as well as medications as in a holistic approach to psychiatry rather than just medications. Great, great, great. So, uh, I have a lot of questions to ask you today about this, you know, very important topic I would say. It's right. something that's uh, I think it's very much controversial topic, very much, you know, <laughs> stigma, you would say, I can say, I, I guess. Yeah. And especially in your field, you must have faced a lot, right? Right. So, can you just explain what exactly is mental health? So, I think that's like a, a really vague first question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, mental, rather than like knowing what mental health is, I think you could start with though. how uh, this question itself tells you how much we are behind on the whole part of exactly. mental health right like you never ask what physical health is but you always like go with what is mental health there are a lot of definitions for it but what i would go by is that mental health is when you are able to uh, do your routine activities in the right productivity and capability that you can uh, without harming yourself without stressing yourself way too much and without uh, or with nurturing yourself at the best hmm. great 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 so uh in your experiences about you know this entire experience of starting therapy and all 
and how difficult it was for you to start and how much uh, you know like you would have seen different kinds of people who face different kinds of mental health you know what's, what's this uh, can you just explain what's the common kind of uh, symptom when you see these people maybe it may be anxiety it may be depression um most of the cases or most of the clients that come to me are usually they come to me with uh, sleep disturbances appetite mm. disturbances some issues with their appetite uh, i do get a lot of uh, clients who say that there is loss of productivity there is loss of mm. concentration at work or studies depending on what their occupation is uh low self esteem is something that i've been coming across a lot nowadays mm. right uh and pre sensitive to criticism that is also mm. something that i've been uh, seeing a lot in an age group of let's say 18 to 25 to 30 mm. uh i also get a lot of cases with panic attacks mm. anxiety related issues low mm. mood sadness crying episodes etc okay so most of these people i think i would say most of these people are like students who are studying who you know like i would say youth kind of people yeah i mean i think uh, we are now fortunately more oriented towards therapy unlike hmm. before they are open to it and they are at least willing to try it out uh, than before because i have seen my professors and um, my super seniors saying how uh, not everybody has that mindset to go to therapy right Mm-hmm. that's the reason why even now i think uh, therapy is a very stigmatized thing in india as of now uh, the minute you say therapy everybody thinks that it's just like you know bas baithna hai baatein karna hai aur kuch nahi hai koi sunayega tum suno but mm-hmm. i think you very well know that uh, that is not how it works right mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, at least now I, i i think that's one good side of social media that uh, we know how good therapy is and how much it works so i like how everybody is now at least willing to try out a session or uh, they think about therapy in a positive sense hmm yeah great uh, so if i could ask the podcaster a question if that's okay yeah 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 sure why did you get into the whole uh, i mean topic of mental health and other than the point that you have come a, i mean you have come a very long way like i said mm-hmm. like since a year i've seen like enormous change in you but why uh, mental health especially there are so many other things you could have focused on what made you um, take up a topic of mental health and uh, going about destigmatizing it or increase its awareness um i'm to be honest i have faced a lot of mental health issues and i didn't realize it when i got introduced i thought something is wrong with me and when you know the good side of internet is that you know when you get exposed to uh, good content and i had a lot of anxiety episodes mm-hmm. till i stopped going to school because of it i have i had a huge years of social anxiety i never uh, left my room and i was very insecure about myself i was like uh, 120 kg something okay. yeah i was i was very afraid of you know people judging me all that things so i stopped going to school only because of that and when i uh, entered my college also people were like far ahead of of 
what I used to see in my age group. You know, mm-hmm. I I used to see people you know riding bikes and all. I I can't do that. It used to feel very bad. And uh, you know, last year and all the I still try to figure it out. You know, very un you know unorthodox way, I guess. And there are some outcomes of you know following these kind of you know falling into the you know bad company. Somehow you. figure it out you know man this is how i'm going to face it this is how you're going to face it and i got confidence through doing things which i was very scared of but when things got very bad i think when i met you yeah uh i think because i had a very uh, i have this one friend who said to me you should try therapy and i used to tell about her uh, my friend she was like you know you should try therapy you should try therapy and i was like what is this all about and she uh, like she oh, made me like open the website where she booked an on- online session for me and i thought this entire thing is just useless because i have a very bad before meeting you i tried like two to three therapists and i remember one therapist she was like uh, telling me about everything the whole entire session it was all about eating oranges and why it's important to eat <laughs> oranges because it has vitamin c and she was like it reduces anxiety and all that thing i thought i'm not talking to a nutritionist here <laughs> it was very very weird like i thought it's not it's not my cup of tea mm. but uh, i remember my senior in school vaishnavi she's a good friend of mine she told me texted me i used to share about her, uh, about you know all my troubles of my life once you know like while when she she used to come online and all that she told me that my sister you know she just graduated and she's starting therapy and she's going to do it for free for you i'm like okay great let's <laughs> try it out so that's that's how i met you i guess yeah. yeah my life has improved a lot and i feel there are a lot of youngsters uh, i personally see struggling a lot every single day and they don't, they don't open it because uh, you have seen how uh, there's a lot of difference in me from last yeah. year isn't it totally. you know you have changed my you know the way i view my life in you know in a very different way now i think my thought process has changed i yeah. see things very differently i understand things very differently i think it's all because of therapy to be honest Agreed. so i think that's the exact reason why i chose this topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so there are uh, like some of the important questions which mm-hmm. is uh, related to a lot of mental health awareness mental health things okay um the first question which is very common is uh the difference between psychiatrist and a psychologist in the context of a mental health kind of thing because when it comes to mental illness particularly uh people think you know they're going to give you medicines and something is wrong and they're going to tell you something is wrong with your brain and people take it very personally yeah mera dimag theek nahi hai kya kya hoga mujhe and all that for me it was very different right. you didn't tell me you know something is wrong with your brain and all that i was on medications but you told me why am i giving you medications and all that thing and is this uh, when you take therapy mm-hmm. you know and why should we consider the fact that you know if this person is a psychologist or psychiatrist and how much difference does it make um so to begin with a psychiatrist is a person who is basically he or she has graduated uh, with mbbs degree and then does a specialty in uh, md psychiatry 
or diploma in md psychiatry i mean diploma in psychiatry right so they are basically doctors and they can prescribe medications to you in a sim- i mean you know simpler way they can provide therapy as well as they can uh, prescribe you medication so to put it in our technical term so it is both pharmacological as well as non pharmacological treatments both can be accessed while a psychologist ha- is a person who has done a degree um, and masters in the subject of psychology so it could be uh, it's basically humanities and uh, the psychology i mean even psychologists have various divisions in them so there are clinical psychologists there are educational psychologists there are occupational psychologists the other part which nobody tells is counselors now counselors are completely different a counselor and a therapist are two different things okay so i have seen i mean a little off the topic is that i've seen a lot of people even on instagram coming up with how they write that uh, let's take away depression in 7 days or uh, you mm-hmm. know a workshop on anxiety to usko 10 din mein mita dete hain which is not the right way to go through uh, so those are basically counselors who would have done a small short course on things uh, i mean nothing personal but uh, they are not certified mental health professionals now mental health professionals are either psychiatrists or psychologists especially clinical okay. psychologists so when you are hmm. considering therapy you could even you could contact a psychiatrist or a clinical psychologist or a counseling psychologist the one who has done a course in clinical subject as in the one dealing with human behavior especially hmm. and the disorders that are known to i mean that are being treated by the psychiatrists Mm-hmm. the major difference uh, when it comes to treatment is that um, major illnesses other than anxiety and depression like schizophrenia substance abuse right like nicotine or alcohol they are all normally treated by a psychiatrist which, which needs medications while a psychologist helps in assessment of these uh, disorders that i just told you and therapeutic treatment and non pharmacological treatment okay yeah uh, uh in this context i want to ask you one basic simple question i think there is a this might raise in a lot of uh, people's mind is when do we know we are depressed and when do we know we are just sad okay uh, that's like a very very good question it's not a basic simple question i think it's a very proper question because i uh, you see that a lot of people just very loosely use the term dude i'm so depressed today Yeah, right, exactly. very loosely they use it. Or they say like, "I'm so anxious. My entire day was depressing. The movie was depressing, etc." Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think you should be using that word so uh, often and so loosely because it takes away the validation from the major depressive disorder that is that, right? So depression basically is a diagnosis. All depressive symptoms are a set of symptoms wherein there is low mood, sadness. crying episodes pessimistic thoughts about future etc for a period of about 2 weeks and it is present at the most time of the day and it interrupts with the socio occupational life of the patient of the person right that means that if you are a student and you go to the class your concentration is lost you do not sleep properly you do not eat properly and you are not able to sometimes even attend college hmm. right while sadness is something that is appropriate to the situation like for example you see a pup and you see that it's limping and you feel sad about it 
or you get your exam marks and they're not really good and you feel sad about it so sadness is something that it's an emotion that comes which is appropriate to that particular situation hmm yeah and it is not uh, persistent right like while depression is persistent it's present at 75 to 80% of the day and it's hmm. there irrespective of whatever situation is happening around okay. you let's say you are in a party and you don't hmm. really feel that happiness that you used to get before or you feel that pleasure that you used to get before hmm. that goes in terms of depression while sadness is something that can be changed like according hmm. to the situation okay so while while we talk about depression i would say that people get depressed for a particular maybe incident maybe someone lost someone yeah. know, maybe they're close to their family there are many different kind of reasons mm-hmm. can a person be depressed without any particular reason is that possible yes uh, that's very much possible so clinically we are, uh, see two types of depression one is called as an exogenous depression another is called as an endogenous depression so exogenous depression is when there is a particular reason or you could find out a particular precipitating factor right that something has happened let's say some sort of traumatic event has happened loss of somebody or uh, any, any reason for that matter any trigger any stressor for that matter preceding which i mean preceding the depressive episode that is there okay mm-hmm. while endogenous is where there is no factor that is attached to the depressive episode it normally occurs in thyroid disorders or any other organic it can conditions. be genetically as well yes and it can be genetic as well if there is family history of depression or suicide etc or any mm-hmm. other mental illness uh, there is a good chance of endogenous depression that is there so a lot of times uh, i do have patients coming to me and asking that there is nothing wrong with my life nothing happened uh, my life was going absolutely well and now i suddenly don't feel happy at all so that kind of depression is also present and it has to be evaluated properly by a psychiatrist okay great great ma'am that was very informative yeah. uh, well uh, there are a lot of uh, you know like effects or maybe you know because of we are depressed you know mm. is anxiety related to depression yeah uh, so and anxiety again is a bigger term. term yeah so anxiety symptoms I, because uh, huh. i have this one doubt because uh, i used to face a lot of social anxiety mm. and maybe because of that i got depressed i don't know yeah. i don't know if i was depressed or not so maybe because of anxiety are there any chance the people might get depressed you know i don't have any solution for the entire anxiety thing that i'm facing a lot of panic attacks a lot of anxiety attacks you know uh maybe this one mental condition can be it, it related to another it can develop into another is that is that possible yeah it is uh, so anxiety and depression are two different terms uh, but hmm. they're sometimes correlated as in uh, sometimes uh, there are there's major depression related with some anxiety symptoms like panic attacks hmm. but there is also anxiety wherein for example let's say the person has social anxiety like how you told me now the person probably starts going outside and does not feel like going outside feels very claustrophobic starts putting himself or herself into the house they just don't mm. go outside anywhere and their social life is completely cut off mm. that could be the cause of depression that could follow the anxiety mm. so it's both ways or it could be even present together sometimes okay yeah okay uh 
when uh, you know like there are a lot of people i kind of uh, asked kind of did a survey when i was doing before doing this podcast i mm-hmm. asked a lot of people a lot of my friends about what kind of uh, mental health problems you personally face a lot and many people told me that 90% of them have anxiety issues mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, you know like i was thinking about it like i'm the I, i thought i'm the only one who faces it a lot okay and there are many of the people who face anxiety and can you tell me what's exact reason due to this and is because especially in this i think from the last 5 6 years i i if you just take back the time to maybe 8 years or something i don't think this word even existed in india you know many people uh, didn't know this term now but it's kind of became kind 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 of like a common can you just explain what actually anxiety is and many people don't realize it maybe we are not anxious maybe we just you know because we see it in the internet maybe we just you know feeding ourselves me i'm anxious today can you explain yeah, so about it anxiousness is another thing right so there is a term called worrying right so we worry hmm. for a lot of things then there is something called nervousness then comes mm. anxiety or anxiousness okay uh, so this terminology is mainly mean something that is out of proportion like for example you have to go meet a girl today for a date mm. right so you could you just don't know which clothes to wear or what do i wear how do i dress where do i take her or what do i do now when you have constant thoughts about this it's just worrying and it is again the same thing appropriate to that particular situation isn't it Hmm. So I wouldn't call this anxiety. Although now we very loosely use this particular term to do them. So anxious, I don't know where to take exactly, her. But exactly. But this is just huh. worrying. You're just worried about it. You just just are hmm. thinking a little more than usual that um, okay, uh, I am meeting a girl and I do not know where to take her and what do I do or how do I do it. It's just a chain of thoughts that are a little rapid than usual. Hmm. That's it. So it could be just. uh really nervousness or it could be just uh, a little bit of you know worrying right nothing mm. more than this and it's not out of proportion because it could be the first time you're taking somebody out on a date and the minute you take the person out on a date and you completely feel okay with it after you finish doing that particular task mm. now anxiety is when it is blown out of proportion you start having tremors Which there's you know shaking of hands or there's a lot of sweating that is associated. Palpitations are there. Heart beats really faster. You have problem breathing, and you're mm. not able to concentrate. You're not able to judge anything. You're not able to do anything at that particular moment. There's a lot of restlessness, inner mm. restlessness as well as you know outer restlessness. You're not able to sit at a particular place. Mm. Okay, although it just looks like okay, it's just taking somebody outside. It really mm. doesn't matter how. Um, the outcome of that particular thing is going to be right if it goes out of proportion and you actually have an issue when you take her out as well even then you are anxious wherein you are not able to still concentrate on what is happening at the best so not being there at that right i mean present moment you either keep thinking about what has gone wrong in the past or anxiety is more over related to what will go wrong hmm in the future a lot of thoughts and fear about future what if i mess this up what happens if the food comes late what if there's a cockroach in the food what if the waiter comes and just like falls on the plate 
these are all mm-hmm. thoughts which might not happen and they're pretty much illogical but they keep happening irrespective of whether you want them or not while in worrying they're completely under your control you're able to control how much of a worry that you can if you get distracted you're completely okay a friend of your comes and just reassures you nothing's going to happen man like just take her outside while mm-hmm. in anxiety that's not the case even any sort of reassurance might not work and i think uh, you did face this wherein a lot of reassurance also was not working much hmm right so that is where anxiety and worrying draws a line wherein again anxiety and depression have one thing in common and most of the psychiatric illnesses have one thing in common wherein it disrupts the daily living okay so whatever okay. your productivity is or whatever your social life or occupational life you're not able to handle it or you're not able to go through it uh, smoothly hmm. i think that would be a better word to use okay. so if that happens then it's called anxiety or depression okay so what do you think the exact solution to this you know maybe a person who doesn't reach out to a psychiatrist or a therapist or psychologist any anyone who's a mental health professional mm-hmm. you know like or what, what do you think the a practical solution to this people who face it a lot uh practical solution is to seek help <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that, that's great <laughs> uh because see um one thing that i would like to uh, tell is that also you will agree with me a lot is that when hmm. a person is anxious or when somebody deals with anxiety disorders the main core belief that nothing's going to help me everything mm-hmm. is gone it's hopelessness and you feel like the world is going to come to an end okay uh, and second more the most important thing that i face a lot when it comes to anxiety is your breathing changes yes. i don't know why i i noticed this you know you it's like you know you have very psych breathing you know you're breathing very fast rapidly yeah. yeah i think maybe if we try to control that or maybe try to learn to bring it back to normal maybe that will help also yeah, if i'm not will, but ultimately it's just a short term solution to it exactly i mean it's going to calm you down I mean, it's beautiful i'm breathing exercises are one of the best things ever i recommend it a lot but again like i said it's just a very short term solution to um mm. you know the anxiety attack that is there but what exactly is causing anxiety is something that we should focus on in a hmm. long term way so if it is somebody's validation that makes you anxious or let's hmm. say that uh, you're sensitive to a particular type of criticism or you're anxious at your workplace because you think you're incapable or there is low self esteem so rather than uh, just focusing on that particular time and like just the breathing exercise it's more important to process or analyze what happens what are those thoughts which are disturbing you or what kind of distortions are happening in your thought process which is causing this particular anxiety so in a nutshell what i mean is the root cause of anxiety so whatever mm. is the root cause of anxiety analyzing it uh, see that is also something that anybody can do right like you can analyze it but doing it non judgmentally mm. like for example let's say you go for an internship right uh, at a place and it's a very big form and you go and you suddenly see that everybody there is someone who's graduated from a really big college or a very big institution university etc and you suddenly feel so low esteemed 
and you start feeling so incapable that your productivity just completely comes down you start making small silly mistakes you start feeling very nervous in front of the boss or whatever you want to tell you don't utter it you start stammering etc right so anxious mm-hmm. features or you start having panic attacks over there right now here understanding that uh, it's the feeling of incapability or feeling of low self esteem is what is causing this particular thing hmm but if you go tell it to your sister or mom or dad or your friends and it's like hey nothing this is what happens when you join yeah nothing's going to happen they completely invalidate it or they might like judge you that oh for such small thing and all you're feeling like this hmm right I, i'm very sure you would have like seen this i myself have faced this when i go tell somebody this and then like oh for something so small and it takes time not to adjust hmm okay that time what happens is when they do not validate from somebody you know when you want that validation from somebody important that whatever i'm facing is true that is gone and then you start feeling so low about the fact that oh you're so sensitive you're so weak how are you going to handle something much more bigger than this you're never going to do something like this you're such a loser and these thoughts just keep continuing and it goes into a virtual cycle hmm right a therapist or a psychiatrist a psychologist whoever will help you understand whatever you're going through in a very non-judgmental neutral way so i'm not saying they're going to give you validation but they're all like going to present it to you the way it is so that hmm. you understand uh that you know whatever you're going through is okay and you can handle or manage it so okay, um, i mean to answer your question in first place i think the major thing is to understand that it's treatable it's manageable so seeking help is something uh, the person should do in whichever way it's possible for them or at least try it out like If, if you are able hmm. to control it or manage it on your own absolutely good very good but if you are not able to there is nothing really wrong in seeking help that just makes you more stronger and not weak great uh, that was a very good in depth answer i guess <laughs> so uh, when it comes to solutions i think for me personally medications have helped me a lot right you know i was on medications you know that very well but uh, i was very scared to take it when you told me to uh, take medications i was very scared to take it because i have been through this entire stigma you know like don't take this medicine you know i was questioning myself what is the something really wrong with myself you know i used to question this a lot and i mm. faced two three incidents which i really want to share mm. is that first when i remember you uh, told me to take this medicines and you uh, helped me when you know, i was not sleeping so you told me to take the sleeping tablets okay and when i went uh, to the medical shop uh, so i don't remember the exact it's a very famous medical store i went there and that guy uh, who saw me and he was like uh, he started telling me like you know why are you taking this medicines i was like i don't know you know my doctor has given it to me she prescribed me i obviously have to take it and they were like beside me they were like almost 10 15 people were standing uh, mm. like you know from dif- to the different counters and he started you know saying you know like you know at this age you're taking you know how you're going to face yourself in the future and he started with telling very weird things i got very insecure about it i told him mm. can you please just do your job 
because i have to take it you know yeah. and he gave and he was he was like stop taking it you know it, it can ruin your health and all that thing and i came into my room i started crying you know i, I think it was very embarrassing to be honest you know everyone yeah. is thought like something is wrong with me that is one incident and secondly is i faced it in my own friends group is that some people i had this one uh, box where i keep all my medicine medicines you gave me like for 3 months or something right mm-hmm. i have like whole cut off medicines so that i i kept that box and on my table and somebody came and they saw it and it was like what all what are all this medication they were like i have a lot of anxiety issues i take it every single day and uh, i was going on a and that night only i was going on a trip with my friends like right. they were present like almost 10 15 people and what happened was ki uh, this guy uh, you know at that day i didn't i forgot to take my medicines i was in a very you know and excited and you know very enthusiastic mind i would say i was very excited that day i went out with my friends in between i had a panic attack mm-hmm. i don't know what happened i started you know you know my stomach kind of you know it started to ache a little and suddenly i was not able to breathe i know it's an anxiety attack i guessed it instantly suddenly all those you know something is going to happen to me something is going to happen to me this you know this comes you know it i feel like your body reacts like as as if there's a lion in front of you and it's going to come and kill you that exact feeling you're very panicked completely and right. it would just just leave me alone just let me go to my home Hmm. and next day when my very friends got to know about it that he forgot to take it medicine this at one my one of my friends started mocking me very badly and i you know i didn't say anything to him he he was like uh, he kind of judged me a lot can you please take those medicines or else something will happen to you and he started laughing about it and i felt very bad i didn't say anything to him hmm. but i felt very bad about it and i left medicines stop stop taking completely because of that and i faced a lot of uh, withdrawals with all that also i have very uh, you know ups and downs but i understood that you know why it's important why it is uh, not important can you just tell it in a very uh, context of a mental health professionalist that uh, how medications play a big role and how safe it is to people to take it when someone prescribes you and what is the like uh, how we should be analyzing it um do say i mean that's a good question um so when you go visit a psychiatrist they actually assess to what severity your symptoms are right so not everything uh, needs medications for sure but medications obviously makes the course of treatment pretty much easier mm-hmm. right so you were taking therapy and i think it was two or three months into therapy when we thought that the you know the severity was not coming down at all and then we switched to medications plus therapy right so i think uh, uh, when you visit a psychiatrist and they assess how much is the severity etc they feel like uh, this is something that cannot be managed mm-hmm. by yourself and uh, it's very painful to have a panic attack right it's exactly. not really it a very uh, nice moment to be in and it's not necessary that all the times uh, non pharmacological relaxation techniques work they work they absolutely work on a long term basis it's as similar as when you have a spasm in your back right so when you suddenly mm. wake up from sleep in the morning in a very bad way or you have a back pillow you have like a very bad spasm in the neck right you're not able to turn at all 
Yeah. Okay. And it's as similar as somebody coming and telling you, you know, do yoga every day. You're going to be completely all right. It's because you don't exercise at all. That is the reason why it's happening. Hmm. Okay. But still, you're not able to move your neck. You can't do yoga at that particular moment, isn't it? Right? True. It's the pain that needs to go down and only then you can probably start doing yoga and prevent it later. Hmm. To relieve that spasm, what do we do? We either take a hot bag and keep it or we take a medication. Isn't it? So it's as simple as that. When a panic attack happens, when there is a lot of anxiety, when there's a lot of depression uh, with, you know, suicidal ideations or uh, negative thoughts, excessive negative thoughts, right? So this all, all of this happens because of neurochemical imbalance in your brain. It's not happening just, hey, you're not building castles in the air, right? It's actually happening. There is a hypothesis for it. There is scientific evidence for it. I mean, the hypothesis, whatever I told you about the neurochemical imbalance. The reason why medications work is because of that. So there is an imbalance. The medication takes care of that imbalance for now so that you don't have to go through that entire painful symptoms that you have. Just mm. because we cannot see a panic attack, we cannot see how sad you are or how low mm. you feel does not mean it does not exist. It exists, right? So it's just that you just cannot see just the way how fever comes because of temperature. Or like, uh, like when you have kuch mar lagta and you're able to see blood and redness around it. Just because you cannot see something like that does not mean that medications are something that we are giving out of nothing. Right? So it's going to make that process of healing much more easier. Because you mm-hmm. will not feel that kind of acute pain, emotional pain that is there. So once medications are given, it helps them relieve it and get back on their feet a little bit more faster than just, uh, you know, going with lifestyle changes at that time. And no, it's not necessary that all the time there has to be a traumatic factor or there has to be uh, a trigger or a stressor for anxiety or depression to occur. Like we were talking about it before. Imagine uh, endogenous Depression, right? There is nothing wrong and still there is a chemical imbalance. Right? So whom do you blame at that point of time? Nothing. You have to take medications at that point of time, get the imbalance back and then go on with your life. Hmm. Right? And it has to be prescribed by a psychiatrist only. So seek a psychiatrist only for psychiatric medications, not anybody else. Okay. And there's a lot of stigma about psychiatric medication that they make you addicted there might be a lot of withdrawal symptoms and they give you only sleeping pills. All of these are not true, right? So the medications that we give help you relax. I'm talking in terms of uh, uh, anxiety and depression. So they're basically medications which help you relax and that relaxation causes sleep. It's just a part okay. of it. It just causes sedation. They're not sleeping pills at all. So they help you sleep. They do not... and. A psychiatrist will not prescribe you something that will cause addiction. Hmm. So even if they give you, let's say, benzodiazepines, which are normally used for sedation, sedation is sleeping. So if hmm. they give you that as well, they will not give you more than 10 days or 15 days. And these medications are not available without prescription. You cannot buy them like how we buy Crocin or Dolo. You have hmm. to go with a prescription to a pharmacist. There has to be a seal. There has to be the registration number. And only then you are given these medications. And the psychiatrist will take care uh, to make sure that you do not depend on the medications solely. Hmm. Yeah. 
so uh, it seek a psychiatrist uh, properly i mean consult a psychiatrist properly uh, to understand more about medications if it is needed or not and normally it is not given without uh, properly assessing and understanding uh, how your occupation is how your social life is etc and hmm. the whole myths that are there about how it can cause addiction and uh, withdrawal etc can be clarified by asking somebody who has an expert expertise in it right so it, hmm. just think of it like relieving that particular spasm for now so that you can go on with your day and then think about a lifestyle change which is going to be there later Hmm. Okay, that was that was very nice explanation about this because I think that the stigma around medications is very much, you know, like uh, especially maybe in India I don't know I kind of feel slow. It's a lot. Oh in, no, in it's nothing country. like that actually. It's just there everywhere. I mean, psychiatry is a very new thing anywhere for that matter. Is okay. that some people are pretty open about it, some people are not. but um i have seen a changing curve like even with medications for that matter the people mm. are accepting it they are coming to us and it's not just the urban youth that is there i have seen a lot of i've worked in rural places and uh, i have seen a lot of them coming and seeking help and they are not they they do not hesitate so this is the part 1 and uh, i hope you enjoyed this part 1 we will be posting the part 2 very soon or maybe it would have been posted while you are listening to this so keep streaming keep watching the crazy show for more such content